This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Well, Brazil's interim president declared open the first games ever in South America. I will go on record as saying I didn't watch them. I probably should have. I apologize. The opening ceremony was decidedly simple and low-tech, a reflection of Brazil's tough economic times. There was no glossing over history either, from the arrival of the Portuguese and their conquest of the indigenous populations to the use of African slave labor for 400 years. The class of cultures, as the ceremony showed, is what makes Brazil the complex mosaic that it is. I don't know that's how they'd write about, I don't know, the United States. Unlike the opening ceremonies in Beijing in 2008 and London in 2012, a financially constrained Brazil. Listen, this is from Reuters, and I'm just uh, I'm fascinated on how they a financially restrained, constrained Brazil had little choice but to put on a more analog show with minimal high tech and a heavy dependence on the vast talent of Brazil and its carnival party traditions. In nearly four hour event, nothing appeared to go awry. Hmm. Home to the Amazon, the world's largest rainforest. Brazil used the ceremony to call on the three billion people watching the opening of the world's premier sporting event to take care of the planet. Plant seeds and protect the land that Europeans found here five centuries ago. We'll see how well they take care of their land here in a little bit as we go on. The big stars... Uh, supermodel Giselle Bunchkin, uh, she performed for free. She showed up, walked across, showed up for free. Loud cheering erupted when the two of the last teams entered the stadium. The first refugee team. Yay. This just kills me. The first refugee team. So great. So great. And then, of course, the Brazil contingent. So Rio 2016 organizing committee had said not said how much they cost, but it was believed to be about half of the $42 million spent by London in 2012. So they still spent, you know, $20 million or so when people, you know, are starving and they've got, uh, you know, rivers of poop. But hey, whatever. Uh, the leader who was supposed to preside over the games, President uh, Dilma Rousseff, uh, was suspended in May. And a face impeachment trial and tweeted, sad to not be a part of the party. Sad to be not at the party. I bet you are, Dilma. $12 million price tag to organize the games. Many in the nation of $200 million and in Rio, where few can see the benefits of the spectacle or even afford to attend the games. 
Due to Brazil's most intense security operation ever, some of the 50,000 attendees faced two-hour-long lines as Brazil stages most intense security operation ever. Can't blame them there. Then, if you didn't watch it, along with myself, before the entry of a few thousand of the 11,000 athletes that will be competing in the games, the playful rhythms of the ceremony gave way to a sober message about climate change and rampant deforestation of the Amazon. Each athlete was asked to plant seeds that will eventually grow into trees and be planted in Rio for years. Now, those of us watching in America, I, I mean those of you watching in America, uh, a little wound up uh, thanks to uh, NBC. Want to know why network television is soon to be dead? Classic network television. Soon to be dead. Why? American TV viewers use social media on Friday to vent their anger as U.S. broadcaster NBC delayed the screening of the opening ceremony for the Rio games by an hour. And then, you know, of course, they've got to do commercials during the opening ceremony. I, I don't, uh, people were a little, you know, bummed about the commercials. I'm not so, I'm not so upset about the commercials as, as I am with, well, we just delay it. Nobody will know what's going on. And that's it. NBC, a unit of Comcast Corporation, has the U.S. media rights, no kidding, of South America's first Olympic Games, decided not to show the ceremony live because its producers and commentators wanted time to put it into context for Americans. You're too dumb to understand what was actually happening at the Olympic ceremonies. It's a cultural ceremony that requires... Deep levels of understanding with numerous camera angles and and our commentary laid over it. We think it's important to give the proper context. And prime time is still where the most people are available to watch. But many viewers were upset and waiting to see the global event with audiences and news media and the rest of the world. We're already sharing pictures of it on the web. Everyone knew it was going on, NBC. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The rest of the world watched it live. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't want to share it with the rest of the world because we're too dumb. They wanted to be able to put it into context for Americans. It's not a sports competition. It's a cultural ceremony that requires deep levels of understanding with numerous camera angles and our commentary laid over it. We think it's important to give it the proper context, and prime time is still the most people are available to watch. Mm -hmm. Some of the tweets were a great idea, NBC. Don't air what should be a global cultural event live. Why would anyone want to watch and enjoy it together? Wall Street Journal editor-in-chief Gerard Baker just staggeringly irritating that 20 years after the birth of the web, NBC still shows the Olympics in a time delay. Others were annoyed at the repeated ad breaks. Can NBC slip in a bit of the Olympic opening ceremonies between commercials? Now, on commercial breaks, the NBC spokesman said, hey, 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 the delay enabled us to insert ads into the broadcast without depriving viewers of much of the ceremony. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good because we don't 
That way they can give us the context of the Olympic opening ceremonies because as Americans, we're too dumb. Right, NBC? Well, the good things is is that they're going to be, they gave uh, tree (laughs) seeds to be planted, you know, all over Brazil. Great. And keep the earth clean. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Expert to real athletes, don't put your head underwater. I'll be fascinated to see how NBC covers that. Covers the, uh, I don't know, filthy, contaminated with raw human sewage. You know, those waterways. Now, the study, published over a year ago, so I'm sure it's fixed, uh, showed viral levels up to 1.7 million times what would be considered worrisome in the States and in Europe. Huh. That's it, though. Don't worry about it. We told you uh, last week about the you know the bodies floating in the bay. Uh, we also told you that uh, you know don't worry about it. Uh, one Brazilian doctor even warned that Olympic marathon swimmers will literally be swimming in human crap. Now it's been claimed the organizers' efforts to treat the raw sewage and clean up household debris in the bay had fallen sh- short. Uh huh. You think? Be ultra careful as the waters are much more contaminated than was previously thought. Huh. Danger is lurking in the sand. Samples from the beaches revealed high levels of viruses, which recent studies have suggested can pose a health risk, particularly to babies and small children. The most contaminated points are the lagoon, where the Olympic rowing will take place. And another marina, which is the starting point for the sailing races. (laughs) Those two places are just the most contaminated, though. So don't worry about it. Local authorities, including the Rio mayor, have acknowledged the failure of the city's water cleanup efforts, calling it a lost chance and a shame. Olympic officials continue to insist Rio's waterways will be safe for athletes and visitors. Uh Uh-huh. The local organizing committee did not respond to multiple requests for comment. Hmm. Though it was previously said bacterial testing conducted by the Rio State Authorities has shown the aquatic venues to be within state guidelines. Oh! Oh! Within state guidelines. Anybody know what those guidelines are? Has anybody seen those guidelines? The crux of the issue uh, lies in the different types of testing, you think? Bacterial tests measure levels of coliforms, different types of bacteria that tend not to cause illnesses themselves, but are indicators of the presence of other potentially harmful sewage-borne pathogens, such as other bacteria, viruses, or protozoas that could be cholera, dysentery, hepatitis A, typhoid, among other diseases. Bacterial tests are worldwide standard because they're cheap and easy. Oh. That's it, though. Oh. Okay. Even in the city's wealthiest areas. Sewage treatment has lagged dramatically with so-called black tongues of fetid sewage-filled water common even on the Ipanema and the Leblanc beaches, the lagoons and the fast-growing 
region have been filled with so much sewage dumped by nearby glass and steel residential towers that vast islands of sludge emerge from the filthy waters during low tide. The lagoon system, which hugs the Olympic Park and Athletes Village, regularly sees massive pollution-related fish die-offs and emits an eye-watering sulfuric stench. But we won't be able to have the eye-watering sulfuric stench, but it will be fun to see how NBC handles it. Viewed from above, Rio's sewage problem is visible, as on spreadsheets. Rivers are tar black. Lagoons near the Olympic Park bloom with fluorescent green algae that thrives amid sewage. Fishermen's wooden boats sink into the thick sludge of the bay. Surfers paddle amid giant brown stain that can contrast with the azure of the surrounding waters. It's been decades, and I see no improvement. The bay has been transformed into a latrine, and unfortunately, Rio de Janeiro missed the opportunity, maybe the last big opportunity, to clean it up. Then there was a report on the Golf Channel. The Olympic Golf, they're trying to make the Olympic Golf Course just a tad bit better. Why? Well, on the Olympic Golf Course, there's monkeys, rodents, birds. Uh, that's it. Uh, the Cabibaras, uh, you know, the largest uh, rodent in the world. Uh, there's three-toed sloths, monkeys, boa constrictors, a small crocodile. Doesn't usually grow beyond five feet in length, though. That's it. They frequent uh, hold two, three, five, and nine. So that'd be great. Uh, we got it. Makes you want to watch the golf, actually. And then, of course, we have uh, the Moroccan Olympic boxer already arrested on sexual assault charges. Yay. Now, I must say uh, two things about this story. First, the arrest was made after an order on Thursday by a judge of a special Rio de Janeiro state court created in 2013 for large events. Uh, The court will have seven outposts during the summer game, so they're going to get you right into jail quick. Okay. Now, I kind of like that. Instead of just having to drag you across town or put you away somewhere, they have the court set up. The attack took place on Wednesday, according to a police statement. The accusers are two Brazilian women who work in the Morocco's wing of the Olympic Village. They told police that the boxer initially asked to take a photograph with them and that he had then tried to kiss them using force. I will say that I have a, a, you know, it doesn't really sound like sexual assault to me. But hey, what do I know? He tried to kiss them using force. Okay, sexual assault. The judge, it's unbelievable that an athlete who should be coming to a country to participate in the Olympic spirit has total disrespect for those who welcome him, committing grave acts that would be repudiated in any part of the world. I agreed with that. Then we have the kidnapping. Yes. How much would you pay to get your mother-in-law back? Think about this for a second. How much would you pay if someone kidnapped your mother-in-law? The mother-in-law of billionaire Bernie Ecclestone. Heads the Formula One racing franchise. Now, his mother-in-law was kidnapped. The ransom was $36 million. 
How much would you pay? Now, they got her back. Now, she was held for more than a week. They got her back. Apparently, they arrested the the kidnappers. And so, you know, he didn't have to, I don't think that he lost a dime. You know, maybe maybe a few bucks for him. But would you pay $36 million for your mother-in-law? Honey, what's going on? They've kidnapped mom. They want $36 million. Here, let me talk to them. What did they say? <laughs> they said no matter what we pay, we're not getting her back. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.